There's a ton of art out there that you'd never see in a museum. Fan tributes, animated GIFs, remix videos. That's what Sideshow's all about. I'm your host, Sean Ramos for him. Get the podcast at soundworks.org. A taxi ride you won't want to take. Today, Monday, November 17th, this is The World. I'm Carol Hills, and for Marco Werman, imagine you're in Yemen and someone with a gun says, get in the cab. So when you get in the cab, you're, you're kidnapped, and there have been people who've been kidnapped in Yemen and still haven't been heard from. Or if you resist, you're, you're dead. Reporter Gregory Johnson faced that dilemma. He'll tell us what happened next. Also, how people in Iran might react to a nuclear deal with the U.S. If there's a deal, you will probably see the entire population of Iran under the age of, of 35 come out in the streets. Plus, will the Home Secretary consider using her powers to exclude Julian Blanc from the UK? Why Britain might bar a U.S.-based dating coach from entering the country. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Carol Hills, in for Marco Werman, and this is The World. The latest ISIS video this weekend, the one that announced the beheading of American aid worker Peter Kassig, it was different from the ones that preceded it. So what can we learn from it? We'll hear about that in a few minutes, but first, the video underscored a fear that many aid workers, diplomats, and journalists share in the Middle East, the fear of being kidnapped. A friend and I were on a busy street in downtown Sana'a, the capital of Yemen. That's scholar and journalist Gregory Johnson. We were walking in to get breakfast. Uh, my friend, a Yemeni, caught his windbreaker on a, on a soldier's rifle as we walked in. We didn't think much of it. We went in, had breakfast, had some coffee. And when we came back outside about 15 minutes later, that same guy with another man with a gun were waiting for us. They started pulling us um, toward the street. And I looked up and I saw a cab with its back door open. And that's when I realized they were trying to trying to kidnap us. You tell the story movingly in an article uh, published yesterday in BuzzFeed. It's called My Last Day in Yemen. Um, Gregory, you call Yemen a home away from home for you for many years. And your BuzzFeed article is really like a farewell. What changed? That's a very good question. In, in 2010, 2011, I was living in Cairo in the Arab Spring and all the revolutions that were overthrowing um, presidents who'd been in power for decades and decades. In fact, the president in Yemen had been in power longer than I'd been alive. And when I went back to Yemen in 2012, after he had stepped down, it was a completely different place. Security had fallen apart, and no one knew the rules anymore. And there was this great expectation after the Arab Spring in 2011, and that is that people thought if they could only get rid of the dictators at the top, that their life would be better, that it would be different. And their expectations were inflated, and then when they burst, it was a very hard come down. What about the U.S. role in, in Yemen? How has that changed or, or not since Ali Abdullah Saleh stepped down? 
Right. So when I first went to Yemen, the U.S. had just invaded Iraq. Um, the pictures of Abu Ghraib came out. Saddam Hussein um, was found in, the, in his spider hole. And, and there was a lot of fighting going on. But it's, at that time, in 2003, 2004, there was a big difference between the personal and the political. And so there could be personal interactions with Yemenis in which were very warm and very caring. And in fact, that's usually a trademark of Yemen and in this society. But over the past 10 years, from 2003 to now, there have been so many drone strikes um, that the U.S. has carried out in Yemen. There's been more and more warfare. In fact, we saw U.S. troops leave Iraq, and now they're going back. And so the U.S. continues to find itself involved in multiple wars across the region. And this is taking a real toll. And I think people are no longer looking at individuals. I'm no longer, when I go to Yemen, seen as a particular individual, but more and more as a symbol of the United States. And unfortunately, we're seeing this with um, hostages, journalists, aid workers who've been kidnapped by ISIS in, in Syria and in Iraq, and then very tragically beheaded, not because of who they are or what it is that they've done, but because of the nationality um, that they are and the passport that they possess. I want to go back to the attempted kidnapping of you. And you mentioned in the article how you had to make a quick...